We cannot make a deal close that is not meant to close. If a buyer and seller decide they don't want to buy or they don't want to sell, whatever, we cannot do anything to influence that if their motivation has changed. So that's what I mean about being not attached to the outcome. So if, it, if a, a buyer chooses at the end of the day that they don't want the house for whatever reason, we can't convince them to buy that house. We only can facilitate the process through it, walking them through it, and guiding them through that. So when it says we can't be attached to the outcome, that's their outcome. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I have Maria Catrone on the show. She's the owner of Remax Franchises. She does mortgages. She's 30 years in sales experience. And today we're going to be talking about topics about how to go deeper, how to have what we call staying power. In the market shifts we're facing today, many agents are afraid, investors are afraid they're going to get knocked out of the business. Maria has been in the business for 20 years, 30 years if you count sales. So we're going to be talking about how to go deeper in a way in your sales processes that allows you to stay in the business and thrive in these market changes. So Maria, thank you so much for joining us today. Take us into it. Like, what are some of the ways that you've discovered and how to have staying power in this business? Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show of today. Course. Excited to talk with you. Yeah. So today in today's marketplace, you really, you need to have staying power and not just from a financial standpoint, but from a emotional standpoint and uh, physically and mentally uh, are all key uh, in this current environment that we're in. It's definitely, um, I'd say not for the faint of heart, whether, you know, properties in some areas aren't selling and in other areas, there's a lack of inventory. Um, so you have uh, disappointed agents, disappointed buyers, and really keeping on top of it and in talking with the buyers too about, you know, just going deeper with people, being more connected, being more engaged, um, being more alive and having empathy with them as well as being the trusted expert. So let's talk about the emotional aspect, because I think that beats, and maybe even if we tie this into psychological, which can affect the emotions, what are some of the practices? I mean, has it been an easy ride for you or what were some of the practices you did to keep your emotions in the right place? I, I think from being in the business a long time and not being attached to the outcome of what's going to happen is extremely important. And walking through thousands and thousands of transactions and knowing how to maneuver through them. You know, prior to the last five years, real estate was a lot different to sell than it has been. And it's been a lot of order taking over the last several years and a lot of um, demand, especially in the last three years. And that's not normal. That's not a normal market. In a normal market, you have to, you know, most of the time be creative in getting people to uh, either finance or getting them to the settlement table. There's all different hurdles that come up. And I don't think there's a lot of people that have the experience at this point because they haven't walked through transactions that have been difficult. Um, like we went through, you know, the 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 markets where you had to be super creative and you'd had to come every day. Like I say, but like you're going to war, so to speak, battled up and ready <laughs> and ready for the day of what's going to come. So unless you walk through a lot of deals that went sideways and upside down, it's really hard to explain it 
without actually having done it. So I think experience and working through uh, that gives you and prepares you for times like this. Well, the human condition generally is they want things to be easier. They want things to be more streamlined. Our brain wants to automate our thought processes and make life easier. And so even for people like you who've been in the harder markets, so you know what it's like, I'm sure you've gotten very, like you've enjoyed the comfortability of how easy the market's been. Have you been this whole time trying to keep your mind sharp or hard as they might say, or is it like, it's going to be an adjustment for you going back? I think so. A couple things. Um, one, in order to keep your mind sharp and hard is like pain, right? So going through, uh, pain could be going to the gym and having like a really hard workout. Um, it helps you set your mind up for dealing with difficult things. You know, when also when you love what you do, um, you can have a lot of arrows thrown at you and not be affected by it. Um, I think that's really important. You know, really caring about people and caring about, you know, why are you doing this? Why is it real estate? Why is it mortgage? Why is it insurance sales? What are you doing this for? And having a clear and defined mission for why you're doing it is extremely important. I, it, you asked a question about the last couple of years. They've been actually harder because there's so many people in the industry and so much more competitive. But those last few years, you could have only, you know, maybe you would list with, you know, you're somebody who only did five or 10 deals a year. In today's environment, people are seeking out the experts or seeking out people that have done this for a long time at a high level. And so we're getting more opportunity because of the success we've had in the past. But I would say the last couple of years have not been, you know, as great as one would think because the, the lack of inventory, um, not just inventory, but the lack of the inventory coupled with the number of real estate licensees in the U.S. and Canada, where I think at U.S. we're at 1630 and at the downturn of 2008, we're at 1.2 and then ended up at about 800,000. So we're double the amount and the pie is still the same, right? Or even less now, actually. Um, of buyers and sellers in the marketplace, especially sellers. <laughs> yeah. And so you mentioned your why is one of the main reasons for, you know, being able to do and having the right attitude. Has your why been the same for all 19 years of real estate brokerage or has that shifted? No, it changes. It changes. Uh, I mean, for me anyway, change as I grew um, as a person you know, a lot of times we focus on growing our business, but I think the number one differentiator is growing as a person and personal development and learning about, you know, having a high level of emotional intelligence, having empathy for others, um, also being nurturing um, and, and having the confidence to walk people through difficult time. You know, and that's not just about the real estate transaction. I mean, many people are facing a lot of challenges through this uh, pandemic, so to speak, hangover. And people feel exhausted and tired and procrastinating. And we can't do that. So they're hiring us because we are the professional and we have to have, we have to be ready every day. And that starts with, you know, what you do on a daily basis, what you eat, what you drink, what you don't eat, what you don't drink. Um, all that comes into play and making sure that the number one thing we need to have is our health and have a strong mindset. And I think it goes back to, as well, Matt, to like how you were, what your childhood was like, right? 
if it was a difficult one or an easy one, I think all of those experiences throughout your life have made you, it makes you who you are. And some had it a little bit easier. So they may have a little bit harder and some had it harder and maybe they have it a little bit easier right now. I will say though, don't compare yourself to others. Um, you'll, everybody has to do the work, whether you, we're continuing to do the work um, in some cases and, you know, figuring out like at the end of the day, if you're not where you want to be, you have to look at yourself and say, what am I not, or what am I doing or not doing? And how do I um, eliminate that? So like for beginners in the industry, we're saying you have to be consistent. You have to stay consistent, right? It's a message for higher level advanced sales. It's like, what do you next, what, in order to go to the next level, what do you need to unlock? What does that mean? What do you need to get rid of or what you, do you need to add or what do you need to learn to go to the next level that you want to go to? And realizing that this isn't, you know, a sprint, this is, uh, and it's not even a marathon. It's a long, long journey. And you never really get there because there keeps increasing for a lot of us anyway. And I wouldn't focus on a financial goal either. I mean, that's to be a little bit part of it. But if you only focus on the financial part of it, you wake up one day, and this happened to me in 2000 and uh, I think it was 11 or maybe 12, maybe 12. And I had a financial goal and I hit it. And then I, I, I literally looked at my like 1099 and I like looked around my office and um, I said to myself, is this it? Is this all there is? So when that happens, I changed what it was. And I started to enjoy the journey on the daily and not worry so much about what everybody else was doing or the, the financial part of it. If you help enough people, you know, eventually you're financially awarded for it in some way, shape or form. And so it's always about who can I help today? whether that's a buyer, seller, investor, or an agent to get what they want and being upfront, honest, and truthful with them about wherever they are in, in the transaction or in their real estate career and what things need to happen in order for them to keep, to keep going and get to what they're at, what the outcome that they desire is. You mentioned being attached to the outcome or not being attached to the outcome. What was your process to go from being results attached to being process attached? So I was uh, originally a Mike Ferry trained agent. So if you know Mike Ferry, um, he is no BS. Yeah. He tells you like it is. He told us like it was in 06, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 while I was, you know, coaching um, within that organization. And... I, it stuck with me. It stuck with me. He said in 2008, shut the news off. Do not watch the news under any circumstances. It's horrible. There's nothing there that's going to be positive. Put all positive things around you. Not that you have to go around with your head in the sand, but you also don't have to watch the evening news or the AM news. There's no reason for it because I can tell you that anything that's happening, somebody will tell you about it. So 100%. You can, anything that's really important. 100%. And, yeah. and with that came the, so not attaching to the outcome was like, we cannot make a deal close that is not meant to close. If a buyer and seller decide they don't want to buy or they don't want to sell, whatever, we cannot do anything to influence that if their motivation has changed. So that's what I mean about being not attached to the outcome. 
So if, it, if a, a buyer chooses at the end of the day that they don't want the house for whatever reason, we can't convince them to buy that house. We only can facilitate the process through it, walking them through it, and guiding them through that. So when it says we can't be attached to the outcome, that's their outcome. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. 100%. 100%. So you're not attached to the news. You're not attached to, I mean, this sounds almost like a professional sports player, right? They're tuning out everything. They're getting honed in. What did that feel like at the beginning? Did you, your mind and your body want to resist against that? Or what was the process to settle in? Hmm. Well, this was a long time ago. So <laughs> I don't really remember the process back then, but yeah. I remind everybody today about it. And I said, look, every day, you only can focus on today. So let's focus on today, making it a great day and, and reaching out and speaking to as many people as we can about either joining our company or buying and selling, investing in real estate and any sales. I don't care what you sell, widgets, ice cream, liquor, whatever it is, it's all a numbers game. So the more people that you can connect with on a daily basis, the better the outcome is going to be. And if you're like, well, I'm going to call 10 people a day and I could tell or speak to conversations. I talk about not dials conversation. I would say that that's not enough. 10 people, 10 conversations are not enough. You should aim for 20 conversations. My goal when I was high, high in selling and I didn't have, you know, a Remax office, I had a team. I was about doing 24 contacts, 24 conversations a day should lead to 2.5 appointments. Now, the better you get at it, but I can you, I can convert at a higher level. You don't need to call that many people to get two appointments. I might call five people and get two. But if I call 20, I'd probably set like seven or eight. It just depends. Um, the better you're, the more, it's a skilled-based environment. So you really need to know what to say, um, how to walk people through it, asking the right questions, studying the questions. The questions have not and objections have not changed in 40 years. It's the same stuff. So if you do it every day, over and over and over again, you eventually you get better and 
it's a compound effect of it. And then you get good. And then hopefully you get great. And then you get at an expert level. So you started as an agent. Now you own a brokerage. How has your day shifted? Like, what's it like today? Are you still doing the 24 contacts? No. So I have, my job is I'm the, the head of marketing. Yeah. Um, so I oversee the marketing and I also um, do business development and I do client meetings that like, I would say big fish client meetings. Um, I handle some of the other residential sales, but mainly more com on the commercial side and investor side of the business. And um, I also lead a couple meetings a week for the team and I do podcasts and I do a lot of things actually. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, you know, you have to learn how to follow a schedule, be disciplined, um, sticking to your schedule, being organized. I still write things down. Like I have my little, I have a copy book, I write things down in. Um, and I also use my CRM, but, and I use sweet, I write things in Slack. We use Slack as a company to um, communicate. Um, so it's a mix, it's a mixed bag right now. Yeah. And so on top of running the brokerage, you have this podcast, right? And it'd be the solution podcast, 137 episodes. So you've stuck with this for, for a bit, which is fantastic. What has the podcast done for you? Like, what have you learned? How have you changed as a result of doing the podcast? I think one of the main things is the skill of listening. And tell allowing, me how that's important. Yeah. Not that I wasn't listening before, but when you don't have any questions that you're asking in advance or that you have lined up on a piece of paper, you have to listen intently to what your guest is saying so that you can ask an appropriate follow-up question uh, so that you have a flowing conversation. And that's something that I learned a lot. And I learned a lot from the people I've also interviewed. I've, you know, take notes and I take little things away from it. Um, I did go on a little hiatus, but we're uh, relaunching in June. A lot of things going on this beginning of the year that wasn't, I, you know, when things are happening, you have to say, okay, I, I have to eliminate these other things here right now because I near really need to focus on this, whether it's both, you know, in your personal uh, life and, or your business life. And this, I tell people, look, it's okay. Nobody's, there's no like, police out there that's going to police you in like your marketing efforts. If it, you need to take a hiatus for a moment on something and breathe because that's all you can do to get through the day, then that's what you need to do. And don't feel bad or ashamed for it. Totally. Yeah. hundred percent. So what would you say? Like, is there a quote or an action that like has stood out to you amongst the rest in the podcast? Well, one of my favorite quotes are, if you think you can, or you think you can't, either way, you are right. Mm -hmm. Henry Ford. Yeah. I've been saying that quote for a couple decades, and I truly believe it. I believe that if you believe whatever it is that you want to accomplish in your life, you will do it. And you might not know who the people are. So I, I've, I've read this book. I just have it here. I'm sitting here. You don't yes. need to know. Who, yes. not him. Who, not how. Right? 
I didn't know I was going to say that today. It's just, I was reading it the other day and it's sitting here on my desk still. Um, but if you truly believe in something, then the universe will find a way to give it to you as long as you're an action taker and you do the work. Yeah. That book, the title was so well written. You almost don't have to read the book. I mean, you should, but you almost don't have to. I mean, just the concept jumps off the front page, which is incredible. Yeah, Dan Sullivan, um, he's the founder of Strategic Coach, and he was one of the first people who talked about 10xing your business. It wasn't Grant Cardone, by the way. Right. He stole that from Dan Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah. And yeah, Benjamin met, Hardy had, had a big the, role in that book too, right? I'm sorry? Ben Hart, Benjamin Hardy, I think, had a big role yes, in that book as well. he did. Yeah. And I had the privilege of meeting Dan and um, having lunch with him. Gosh, it's been a while now. I think it was in maybe 13 or 14, maybe 10 years ago. Remarkable man. Remarkable. Mm. And his partner, I can't think of her name right at the moment, but she was there too. And I met them in New York City at this um, gala we went to through. It was actually, I don't know if you know, Nick Nanton, celebrity, celebrity expert company, but cool Sounds stuff. Familiar. Sure. Yeah. Amazing. So you're doing the podcast, you're running the brokerage, you're doing some of the higher end investing and commercial sales. Like what is your big vision for the future? So we're going to launch an apprentice program for mm. our mortgage company and our real estate company. We've done the scholarship program. Um, I learned a lot through that over the last year and a half. Um, definitely can't want it for more than people want it for themselves. And we're not a social service. So we have to revamp that here in Philadelphia because it was uh, not working as well as we had intended. Although we do have um, half a dozen agents who came through that program who are succeeding um, at, a, at a very nice level for themselves right now. So the apprenticeship um, is going to be a year-long program where you will be an ISA in our company and you will learn daily exactly how to make the calls, do the work. Um, we just did, did this. It's interesting because my ISA, um, Ian, I took him to lunch because he's going to, he's moving into being an agent. And he said, this was, he gave me the idea. He said, you should have everybody go through being an ISA before they can be an agent on the team, unless yeah. they're experienced already. And he said, because, you know, he learned more. He told me from Tara, who's our broker, but also our, my commercial listing partner and negotiates a lot of our listings. He said he learned more from us being in the office every day than he did in the last nine years when he was in real estate um, with another company and in a wholesale company as well. And by making the calls, he, he was able to learn the discipline of doing it every single day. And so he just started his sales career three weeks ago. He has two deals under contract and he's putting two offers in um, today and tomorrow, one of which is close to $3 million. And he's hit the ground running stronger than anybody else because of the, because of what happened over the last 15 months. So 15, which is just a beautiful thing, right? I mean, and they talk about usually within one to two years, if you put all your focus on something, you could become really, really, really good, like almost elite level with that kind of focus. And with the base being sales, you can blow up. And I could be a testament to this because I was in B2B sales for three and a half years, 
focused solely on outbound. Then when I transitioned to real estate, real estate was pretty straightforward, and pretty easy, right? Because that foundation exactly. had been set, right? Do you, exactly. So, and I think that's one of the reasons that agents struggle so much is that the amount of different types of tasks that you have to become skilled at all at once is overwhelming and a lot of times not possible for a lot of people, but you're just breaking down the agent role into the sales and then the service. So what are the steps after ISA? Is it just straight full agent then at that point or is it buyer's agent? Yep. Straight full agent. We like to focus on listings at our company. We get buyers organically yeah. from listings. So everything that we do is focusing on generating listing opportunities. So we expect that agents by a certain amount of time are able to list properties. Um, we want everybody to be a listing agent in our firm. We operate at the Remax at home. My office is operated as a team office. So there are no independent agents. Everybody works under Maria Quattrone and Associates. And I am the, the brand ambassador for the company. So I'm involved with, uh, you know, real estate at a, at a high level here in regards to different groups. And um, I'm the person, you know, from a PR perspective, perspective who speaks with the media, um, all the big TV stations I've been on and uh, the Philadelphia Business Journal, Philadelphia Inquirer. So, you know, there's a lot that can happen when you are you know, get earned media and people yeah. see that, you know, you've been doing all these interviews and become an expert in real estate. So amazing. Maria, thank you for coming on, sharing about your life and your business. Um, for those of you out there listening, whether it's, hey, maybe I should go be an apprentice. I should learn the ISA role. First, there are lots of team leaders and companies out there that would love to hire an ISA, get you trained up. You could be a huge benefit to them while you learn the business. Maybe you're in Philly area and Maria is your person that you can connect with in this apprenticeship program. Or maybe it's just how you have staying power, right? The right mindset, how you get to get make things easier when they might seem hard at the beginning. So Whatever it is, write it down, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day, before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 